Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Last Drinks Podcast, a new conversation about how to navigate an awesome life without alcohol, reframing the cultural norms around alcohol in our lives, and hosted by me, Maz Compton, sober since 2015. Hey friends, welcome to Last Drinks. Okay, this episode I'm dropping on the 1st of October for a specific reason. I guess it's kind of a bonus episode. It coincides with the start of Sober October. And I've had many conversations so far on the podcast with people who recommend that taking a month away from alcohol is a really great way to start with your sober curiosity. It's a really great way to get into, I guess, the groove of reassessing your relationship with alcohol. Now, we've heard this from firsthand experience. My first month sober was what springboarded the rest of my time sober, but it wasn't until I did that initial 30 days, 31 days, really committing to it and doing this experiment with myself for a period of time that I was able to investigate what sobriety looked like for me. And Sober October is really closely linked with some cancer awareness campaigns. There is a fundraising element definitely in the UK for our UK listeners that Sober October is sort of intrinsically linked to. Um, And if you want to fundraise and get on board, that's excellent. But if you don't want to fundraise and publicly put out there that you're doing a month sober, you just want to do it for yourself, October's a great month to do it. We're on the first today. So if you're listening to this, you've thought about doing a month off and you haven't had a drink yet today, um, today could be your day one. If you are listening to this and you've already had a drink, tomorrow can be your day one. So I thought that I would just pick the brains of Dominique Robert Hendren. She's the Head of Clinical Innovation and Digital Health at Hello Sunday Morning. Now, Hello Sunday Morning are an amazing platform where if you are feeling the sober curious vibes, you can go and jump online and connect with people who are absolutely feeling all of your feelings. Just a quick bit of backstory because I am a huge fan of Hello Sunday Morning and and what Chris Rain created. Chris Rain um, created in 2009 Hello Sunday Morning and it was founded after he undertook a year-long experiment to quit drinking and he was a nightclub promoter at the time. He decided that he would blog about the challenges he faced um, and then his impending success of that personal experiment. So he woke up hangover free one Sunday morning and was like, Hello Sunday Morning. Um, And from there, it has really grown into something that has, I think, been a really reliable and excellent platform for um, empowerment and for sober curiosity and for sobriety for so many people, tens of thousands of people. So if you are thinking about 
doing a month sober. Sober October is a great month to do it. And I think Hello Sunday Morning is a really ideal platform where you can go and feel inspired to get through your first month alcohol-free and see how you feel at the end of it. So please enjoy this special edition Last Drinks episode with Dominique from Hello Sunday Morning. People have heard of Sober October, so I thought it would be great to put together an episode to help people who are thinking about quitting drinking for the month of October. So can you tell me, why do you think that's a good idea? Um, look, yeah, I think it's a great thing. Initiatives like um, like uh, these particular dates really help people to kind of have a key focus, a plan to work towards. So um, it, it certainly helps. The other thing that's really good about these kind of events is that people know that they're not alone, so there'll be other people that will be joining them. And there's just this whole spirit of, you know, of a community that's uh, really helpful and effective for helping people to make that decision uh, but on a personal level, I mean, what are the benefits of cutting back on alcohol? Absolutely. So we do know, and they're, they're pretty quite, um, they come on rapidly. So we know that people will report that their quality of sleep improves tremendously. You know, as soon as they quit drinking or cut back, they absolutely see a marked difference in, in their quality of sleep. Um, people will also report that their mood uh, improves. So, you know, although we know a lot of people might drink initially because it gives them a bit of courage or if they're socially awkward, but, you know, in fact, alcohol is a depressant, so it does the opposite longer term. So we do see people's mood starts to improve, which is a great thing. And also what it does, and it helps people to self, self-regulate, self uh, you know, so when triggers and emotions come up, people are, feel that they have more control when they're, um, you know, cut back on alcohol and they can think more clearly. Um, lots of other things as well. So then what happens is that increased energy is also something that people find. They can bounce out of bed a little easier. They're more open to getting out for a longer walk because they have that increased um, sense of um, energy and hope as well. Um, what it does also, the benefit is that it helps people to think more clearly. So decision-making, you know, is at an optimum. Um, so And people's concentration, you know, so they, they find an improvement in the concentration, which then helps them to kind of communicate and navigate life's challenges and difficult relationships, um, you know. And, again, I think a big win for a lot of people is they save a lot of money. Uh, but also we know, you know, scientifically we know that longer term it really does help minimise longer term health risks. I mean, I'm sold. You do. <laughs> There's a myriad of benefits. Sure. And so I think people get to October and they know that they can go sober for October, but their friends don't necessarily want to. And so how people navigate the friendship conversation when it comes to taking a month off? Look, I think that that's a key thing and we hear people say that. So I think one of the key things that's really important is first build your community of support. Um, so when you sit down and you're thinking about this is the journey I want to embark on, um, it absolutely does mean you have to kind of rethink a few things. Um, and friends, you know, will tend to put a bit of pressure if you're out socially so having an action plan around that, because what we don't want, a lot of times we look, people say they hesitate in cutting back or quit drinking because it means um, how does that impact their social life or people assume that they can't socialise anymore while they're doing that. And we know that long term that's not ideal either. So we want people to still have 
um, as normal a life as possible, um, but maybe have a bit of planning around that. So one of the things is that, you know, we, we encourage people to still uh, have an active social life. If you're going to an event and you've decided that you're going alcohol-free but you still like to have a drink, then maybe come with some alcohol-free drink if that's what your um, intention is. Um, you know, have, have it ready to, to go so that you feel that you're part of it. Although, you know, we can argue is that a good idea or not, but if, you know, if, if you're wanting to ease into the situation, that could be something that might suit you. The other key thing is that um, have a sober response, have a sober response because people will say, oh, you're not drinking or come on, have another one. Um, so come prepared with how you'll respond to those, to those questions. Um, for example, you know, I'm having a break from drinking right now. You know, hey, I've decided I'm going on a health, uh, health regime leading up to Christmas. So being prepared, key thing is, you know, be prepared in advance instead of actually being faced with it. And sometimes it's much harder to sort of get out of it. But also the other thing, have an exit plan. So again, encouraging you to socialise, but have an exit plan. Know when to step away when it gets too much. Um, so oh my this, gosh, yeah, that things. is so helpful. I, I wish we had this conversation when I quit drinking because I just sort of, like waded my way through the murky waters of that first month of sobriety yes. and I was like when I was confronted with people who were angry that I wasn't drinking yes that was very surprising to me and I didn't have a prepared response and so that would have been so helpful to have a sentence yes. of my reason why which, by the way, is nobody's business. Anyway, yes, that's true. But, yes, yes. But to have, and also to know why, you know, we're really drilling down into purpose and to know why you're taking that month off. Is it for your health? Is it for your mental health? Is it because you want to be a better parent or you want to just hear what it's like to not be hungover? They're all valid reasons, but picking one, I think, is going to help people stay sober for the whole month you can keep coming back to that reason to get you through and a really great thing you mentioned Dominique that I love is the money you save yes exactly right right that is something that is really motivating for people Indeed. like if you go out on a weekend and you're with a few mates and you're all buying a couple of rounds you can spend hundreds of dollars in a night and for sure okay. but if you're saving that you could put that towards a holiday or, I don't know, something fun for you. And so that's a great little motivator for people. It to is. look at that bank account, you know, building up over time and going, I was drinking that away. Because a lot of people probably don't realise how much they spend, right, and then, you know, having a few drinks, they'll shout people here and there, and before you know it, you've spent quite a bit of money, right? I think um, absolutely it's a key motivator. But also knowing your why, as you mentioned, I think that's really important at the forefront. You know, what is this all about? You know, um, how do I want to represent myself in, in life? And having that why is really, really important. I think to something that's really helpful for people is to do it with someone if you can. Because, you know, it's your relationship with alcohol, but journeying with someone having the buddy system works in kindergarten right like we hold someone's hand yes. across the road I think the buddy system works in life we know if you sign up at a gym with a friend yes you're more likely to succeed 
succeed at that commitment to working out because you become accountable to somebody else. And I think it's the same with sobriety. So that could be in a relationship, like, you know, in a romantic relationship, but also it could be a work colleague thing. It could be a parent-kid thing. Yes. Um, There's so many different iterations of relationship that you could go to somebody and go, I want to do Sober October. Will you journey with me and support me in this? Yes, and support Without being confrontational. Yes. Uh, Look, I absolutely agree, and we see that, in fact, most effective programs heavily rely on that peer support because, you know, we can be professionals and rant off things, stats and all that, but people, you know, having someone walk beside you, um, that's the most powerful thing. And uh, I I agree with you. I think, yeah, having someone sign up, you know, uh, for a challenge or something with you, um, you know, where you can share your thoughts, reflect on it, um, absolutely um, makes a world of difference for sure. And I think you, you made a great point, Dominique, about signing up. Like if you put yourself out there and you don't have to tell everybody on Instagram. I just yes. need you personally to go, I'm doing this for the next month. Yes. And staying accountable to that choice is really important. So whether you write it down in a journal or you vocalise it with a, a buddy to keep you accountable, either one of those things, I think, again, when week two kicks in and it's not as exciting yes. as week one because week one's always easy, yes. I reckon. Because, yeah, high like, motivation, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah. exactly. You're like, oh, I can do this. I'm doing this for a whole month. It's going to yes. be amazing. And then you get to week two and you're like, I really want a drink now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, it, you know, most people can relate to that, right? And you need to ma- – how do you maintain that motivation, Right. And yeah. uh, and everyone's going to have their low points, but if you're doing it with a buddy, it might be a good day for them where they can kind of help lift you and vice versa. So it's absolutely, um, yeah, it's it's kind of you know so important and to and it's um it's something that most people would want to be involved with because it's about health, isn't it? You know, it's the, the health outcomes are just like what we said. The benefits are just amazing, and um, and also it's a great time of year. You know, we're leading up into summer, Christmas parties and all that. So people want to be their best from a health perspective. Um, but the benefits of clarity of mind, right, being able to, you know, um, I often say to people, if you're in a function and wherever, because people say it's no fun, everyone's drinking, you know, I'm going to be there sober. And uh, and I often will um, speak to people and say, just observe the room and then have a sense of gratitude that actually you're in, your mind is so clear. You're seeing yeah. things so clearly and you're able to make informed decisions and, you know, you start to see things um, in a better way. And I think you kind of mentioned that in some of your own story, right? But, you know, the, the whole how it just kind of opens up and you see so much more and notice so much more. Well, because you're really present. Yes. Like, and that can be tough on some days with emotions because yes. that's one thing I noticed early on. I was like, I'm feeling things. And that's I, it. I drink because I don't want to feel them. Yeah, you want to numb like, any pain or awkwardness, right? Yeah. Right. So this so this is helpful for people too because this will come up. Like you, you take alcohol out of the equation and this will come up because you suppress, suppress, suppress. With yes. alcohol, you take alcohol away, and it's all it's Pandora's box in there, man. Yeah, and you just got to stick with it. And I, I loved what you said about an exit strategy. That is so critical for people who are going to these events and they're remaining sober. And you're going to see everyone carry on. Yes, and you'll be the person they call tomorrow to ask what they did. Yes, yes. Uh, but 
you will get so bored with, I think, the how people repeat themselves and get messy and it just becomes dramatic and late and it's it becomes boring. Yes. So having an exit plan, so mine was usually the shots come out as the sun goes down. That was the groups of people that I used to right. party with. Yes. yes. So once that tray of shots came around, I was like, see you later. And it, it would coincide with the sun going down. So I would get home. Yes. I'd have an early night, hot water bottle. I'd wake up early and go do some exercise yes. or a beach walk. And I found I would like get up and win the morning rather than trying to win the night. Yes. And it became easy because I would drive home. First of all, you're driving home. Yes. Nice change. And you're saving more money too if you're driving home. And <laughs> yes. So I'd drive home and I'd go. I'm so glad I'm going home right now and I'm going to get up and have an amazing morning probably. And feel fresh, right? Time. Yeah. Mm. And not be hungover and not wake up at three in the morning with a dry mouth and just that bit of guilt in my stomach about what have I done. Yes. And that feeling is the new addiction in a way, like that feeling of like I'm a I'm a competitive person. So and I'm vitality, right? You're embracing it and, yeah. Yes. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going home now. Like I'm going to go home at 7 this week because getting up and winning that morning became so important and so rewarding. Yes. And I changed my whole life around, really, and it started with those little things that we said, going to the event sober, being able to say, hey, I'm doing this for this reason. Yes. Hey, I'm going home now and I'm apologising. Yes. Do I catch up? Let's go have a coffee, you know. Yeah. And so they're all really, really um, excellent points that you make. So with Hello Sunday Morning, people who are doing a sober October, I feel like they can integrate with Hello Sunday Morning because it, it is an amazing community that offers so much support for people navigating sobriety, whether it's moderating or first time round or 50th time round. Yes. And so that's somewhere you, I guess, can find a lot of other stories and community to encourage you online if you're not getting that encouragement in your social circles. Look, that's true. And what's great about that is that they're hearing from people who are living this alongside them, right? They really get it and they're facing very similar struggles and challenges and, um, yeah, it's a source of inspiration. It's a place for validation as well because sometimes we're going, this is tough, I don't know if I can do it. And the spirit that comes through the community where they're going, hey, I've been there, just hang in there, it is just incredible. So absolutely um, being part of that peer community, that is peer-led, right? So it is from people who have actually experienced it themselves. Um, you know, um, nothing replaces that, you know. I mean, that's uh, really important and people We'll t- often talk about that. It's a place, and it's anonymous, so there's no stigma attached. Um, you know, people can be free to express how they're feeling, and they're going to get a lot of encouragement and feedback. and And it's honest, and it's raw, and um, you can be vulnerable. Um, but again, it's that's a place to kind of try it out because, like you're saying, often people will drink to just take that edge off. Uh, but that's the place where others will really get that. You know, to kind of, um, you know 
peel back the onion layers, right, to get to it, and that's that's a safe place that they can actually come into and go, okay, um, I can talk about this freely and not feel that I'm going to be judged. And I think talk therapy or um, a form of communicating is so key. Like for me it was journaling that first month. My journal was bananas. Yes. And I, what I would do, and this might be helpful for people, is I wrote in my journal each day that month that I stopped drinking but I didn't reread it until the end of the month. Right. So then I sat on the 1st of Feb because I quit in January and I read this story. And it blew my mind. I was like, who is this girl? She's amazing. She's articulate. She's overcome these obstacles. And I I read about me. And it was amazing. So it was oh, like wow. I reconnected with myself. So that I think, whether it's in an online anonymous forum, whether it's in your journal, or whether it's drafting an email and saving it, I think writing that stuff down is a really beautiful process to do while you're doing the sobriety journey. You know, like, yeah, it's about quitting drinking. Yes. But it is also making a health choice and it's about learning to love yourself again. It is. It's You're absolutely right. Self-compassion. It's a journey. It is about, and I would say, being kind to yourself because the other thing, and we know journaling has got so many benefits, right, um, it's really important. The other thing about it is by journaling, and I love what you're saying about how you looked back on it after a month, because what we want to do is you want to track your progress. You actually want to be able to look back and see what the progress is because, you know, we can often be very hard on ourselves and think we can do better, but I think by being able to look back and go, wow, compared to this, you know, where I started and how much progress I've done because it is a journey and there are bumps along the way and sometimes people will focus on the things that didn't work, but it's really important to capture the whole the whole story. So journaling it um, also you know, being grateful and also, you know, writing in there three things that you did well today, right? Because the journey, you know, it's going to be challenging. So reminding yourself, what have I done well? Because often we'll focus on, oh, I didn't get to do this and I was hoping to do that. But what did I actually do well today? And and journaling that every day throughout that that um, the um, month would be a really good thing to do because I think from that People will really, you know, when you're talking about building that um, self-love, self-worth, all of that, looking at that, it kind of really brings it back that actually, yeah, I've put a lot of effort into that and I should be proud. And I think for people who aren't writers, like I'm a writer, it's my it's my world, it's what I love doing, like I will write books, I, I'm a writer. Mm. But I know there are people that are like, I'm not a writer, I'm not a wordsmith and I the whole thought of a journal bores me to tears. But I know that there is power in the written word. Yes. And my encouragement is even if you're not a writer, just write down one thing you're grateful for every day. Yes. Start there. So today I'm grateful for my partner, my job, my puppy dog. Yes. That my microphone works. Exactly. <laughs> now, it can be that, and, right? Because people get intimidated and go, oh, wow. It's like, yeah, that I'm sitting here and I'm in, in a sheltered room or anything like that, right? It starts yeah. with that. Really and I can. think it also, that 
process gets you out of your head and it gets you going, what's around me that's good? What What's a blessing in my life that I can articulate I'm grateful for? And just starting your day with that is going to set you on such a great path regardless of what comes up. And I often find that people who do this, who go, oh, I'm not a journaler, but I'll do the gratitude thing, they end up getting to a place where they're like, oh, my God, I had so many things today. Like yes. I just, I just, I just kept writing because there's just, there's so many good things. And it, it's a, it's like a muscle, you know, like. Yes. Work. And it's, it's like empowering. Work it. Yeah. It empowers yeah, and it motivates absolute value in it. It's so important. But also it's a lovely reminder of, you know, what, what we are getting right throughout the day. You know? Yeah, I love that. And I think too, like even just saying I'm grateful for my sobriety journey, yes. you know, just actually going like it's been a wild ride to get to this place yes. and I'm on the path to sober curiosity or sobriety or whatever it yes. looks like for each person. But being grateful for that, you know, that you're in a position where you're making a good choice and, and you you are doing your best. Yes, and the courage that that takes, right? I mean, to be able to be, you know, to, yeah, like you're saying, to take that step, that's huge, you know, and being grateful for having the insight because, you know, as we know, you know, it takes most people on average, you know, a good nine to 17 years before they even acknowledge that maybe they want to do something different and change that relationship. So getting there is a celebration in itself, you know, to be open to that. It's a long time, isn't it, that people grapple with their relationship with alcohol for so many years. Yes, I think that's changing. It is. I really feel like this is a movement. There's so much more information access support empowerment now than what there was you know even eight years ago when I stopped drinking there was nothing I was just like a lost little lamb in the wilderness um but I feel like this is you know gaining traction and not because it's trendy or because it's you know like a wellness hack but because it's it's how you live your best life I agree, I agree, and I do believe, yeah, I agree that it is changing. Um, there's less stigma, even though stigma exists, but people are acknowledging that this is, you know, we're talking about potentially, you know, one in four or one in five people being impacted, and that's not factoring in their relationship with others, right, their partners and children and, mm-hmm. and uh, colleagues and so forth. Um, and also we have more information. We understand the impact that this has on people's health Um and so, yeah, I think that people are becoming more aware. And that there are many choices now where people can go, actually, I can be a social person and not have to drink and all that. So I agree with you. I think it's changing and I think that that's fantastic um, that we are moving towards where, you know, we can kind of like have these open conversations about it. I love it. Thank you so much for your time. And I just want to sort of like tie it all up. I think the key things that you've communicated, Dominique, to me are, have a sober purpose. Yes. Like have have a retort to the confrontation. Yeah, even a mantra, sober. right? Something like a that. Mantra, yes. Yes. Love that. Have an exit plan. Set a goal and as well. Set a goal. Setting a goal and showing up with gratitude. Yes. And see how you go. 
Yes. Because I think like sobriety is the best choice I ever made. I've made some really great decisions. I've made some terrible ones in my life too, Dominic. Oh my God. But the great ones I've made in my sober self. And I just know that that's on the table for everyone. And I just want to like give it to everyone. Yeah. I love that about um, what you're trying to achieve. And I think it's fantastic because it is, it's inspirational, it's relatable. And yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's the message of the benefits, right? Once you, you get there and uh, the support that's there and um, yeah, everyone can be there and, and you're not alone. I think that's the key thing, right? Thanks for listening to Last Drinks Podcast. If you love this podcast, then subscribe. For more inspiration and to reach out, you can follow us on Instagram at Last Drinks Pod. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.